Happy belated uh, Patriots Day. Any runners? Right here. So we got a runner. <laughs> so I want to make sure we congratulate Steph. Um, Steph Burnham did a, did a great job. And then uh, I know you all know uh, Barish and Jarian. Um, Barish completed the, uh, the marathon again. Um, so congrats to him. And from marathon to, uh, to a march um, with Mr. Kraft over in Poland. So definitely support everything. Um, you know that that he's trying to um, stand for here uh, with the Blue Square campaign, and um, you know, really, it's a privilege to be a part of an association, um, an organization um, with a leader like Mr. Kraft, who's you know trying to do so much good. So, um, you know, not a, not a lot of time here for marathon for me um, and and the scouting department. So, you know, really piggybacking off of. Uh, you know, all the work we did through free agency with Steve Cargyle and the pro department, um, Elliot Wolf and myself kind of pivoting here to the draft, um, having a lot of players in, whether that's free agents, um, draft eligible players. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of work. I remember as a, as a scouting assistant, um, you know, during the season, you kind of have your standard Tuesday workouts. That's a heavy day for you, um, Monday evening, Tuesday, but here through this process, it's every day. So, um, through the you know coordination of Brian Smith and, and Nancy Meyer, um, kind of the two uh, the hallmarks of, of our department, um, our scouting assistants Josh Hinch, Marcus Tipperson, um, Joe Neely, uh, JT Hill, Mitch Sterner, um, they've all done a really really good job with these guys. So it's it's a lot of work um, trying to get these to know these players um, as well as we can. Uh, Matt, what kind of resource has uh, Bill Bryant? for you guys uh, coming from Alabama, obviously. And how much input do you expect him, him to have in the offensive players that are chosen? Not just coming from Alabama, but head coach in the NFL. So um, certainly through free agency, uh, whether it was through his draft prep with the Texans, um, and then, you know, here the last couple of years at Alabama, knows those players very, very well. Um, and then he's in the SEC where there's a lot of good players. So, uh, you know, to be able to, to pick his brain on, on certain things. Um, look, I certainly don't have all the answers. Um, trying to find out as much information about these guys going into the draft as we can. And, and Coach O'Brien, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a wealth of knowledge and, and has been a really, really good, uh, um, you know, friend and, and resource for myself. Matt, I know that you've seen Zay Flowers at Boston College. You've had him at the East West Shrine game. But let me ask you this question about your thought process and your skill set. Is Zay Flowers a wide receiver or is Zay Flowers a slot receiver? Yeah, I mean, depending on the offense, you got to be able to move these guys around, um, especially, you know, a, a player like Zay that, that can do a lot of things. So it's easy to pigeonhole these guys. Okay, well, he's a big guy. Well, you know, there's been some big guys that have been slot receivers. Um, you look at a guy like Brandon Marshall. Um, I mean, he made his living inside and did a really good job. So, you know, I, I think there's a certain type um, that's certainly a lot of the, the fans have seen around here with those smaller guys getting in and out of their breaks, being inside. But, um, you know, I think it was 4-4-2 maybe they ran uh, at the combine. So talking about a pretty fast guy here too who can also stretch the field vertically from the outside. So uh, I don't think Zay would want to be typecast as an inside or outside guy. So um, I just say he's a, he's a really good wide receiver. What are your thoughts on this year's receiver class as a whole? There's going to be some mixed opinions on how many first round talents do we have? Yeah, it you know, it only it only takes one. So 
only takes one team to say, hey, we need a wide receiver, and, and one goes, and and somebody else says, well, hey, we better go get one too. So, you know, there's a little bit different flavor between guys like Zay um, to, you know, some of the bigger, uh, longer guys, um, and, and we've worked really hard to, to try and um, get everywhere and, and get uh, eyes on these guys. Um, Cam Williams and, and the scouting staff have, have done a really good job and crossed a, you know, a lot of miles to, to see all these different players. So, look, I, I think if you're looking for a guy, it's not just a first-round guy. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft, and there's a lot of good wide receivers in this league that weren't just first-round picks. So you can find these guys you know, throughout the draft. Obviously, if you're taking one in the first round, you better have some conviction about them. Are there impact corners who can not replicate but at least approximate what Sauce Gardner did for the Jets? Yeah, I don't think any of those guys are probably trying to go into the draft to, to be sauce, but you've got some longer guys. Um, you've got some tough, competitive guys. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to speak on what the Jets think of sauce, but obviously going against them twice a year, um, you know, he was drafted really high to be a good player, and he was a really good player for them. So uh, there'll be some guys, you know, who are, who are looking at going probably around where sauce went. Um, and hopefully they can come in and have that kind of impact for their teams. If one's hanging, I mean, there's with the quarterbacks, with the edge guys, there's a good chance that there's going to be some outstanding corners creeping down to 14. Yeah, you, you know, again, some of those guys are, are some of the really good players in this draft. So, uh, you know, it depends on what the movement in front of us looks like. Um, if somebody wants to come up and say, hey, we want this guy or we want that guy, to look at all these mock drafts and everything right now, those get turned upside down really, really quickly. In your experience, how commonplace is it to have 14 players with a grade that would warrant you feeling comfortable selecting at the Yeah, well, I mean, I can take the easy way out and say this is really my second year um, doing this. So... Uh, <laughs> uh, the draft board is different every year. Uh, we definitely don't want to try and suppress players, um, try and look at what they can do and, and how they're going to help us and how they're going to fit into our scheme. But that's an important thing is just, look, what fits for us might not fit for somebody else and, and vice versa. So, you know, you're, you're hoping there at 14 you can get a pretty good player. And, you know, I'd say throughout the first round, um, you know, there's an old philosophy. Uh, you know, you're taking a player in the first round you hoping that player is going to come in and, and make an impact for you. Let me ask you, you mentioned your second year doing it sort of jokingly, but what did you learn going through the process in this role last year that maybe maybe won't, that you can apply this year that would help you that you didn't know last year? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm learning things, you know, every day. Um, there's so many nuances to the CBA and all that. Uh, really just as far as player evaluation, that hasn't changed for me. Um, at a certain point, you learn you got to stick with your gut. Uh, you may change a grade, um, you know, on a guy because you know, as a young scout, you don't have that kind of conviction. Um, here, at a certain point, um, you know, you've seen enough players, you kind of have a better idea as to what works and what doesn't. Look, that doesn't always work out 100%. Um, I'll go back to the uh, I don't have all the answers here, um, but we're working hard, and I would say a big part of that is trying to narrow down not just what I think, but what other people think, um, and really you know, focus on the collaborative process and 
that's been great with, you know, working with Elliot and Cam and, and all the area scouts and the national scouts to try and, you know, have a consensus. When we have a consensus on a player, that's when you start feeling pretty good about things. Matt, a few weeks ago at the owners' meetings, uh, Robert Kraft uh, underscored the importance of having a good draft. Is that, uh, he said last year was better results, but we, we need to draft well. Is that um, underscore for you how important this draft this month is for the future of the organization? Yeah, no, I mean, Mr. Kraft's exactly right, but I don't think, you know, there's not an owner or a general manager or a head coach that doesn't feel that way. I'm pretty sure nobody's going into the draft saying, eh, we'll be all right if we screw up on our first-round pick. Like, you can't miss on those guys. That's an investment. Um, that's a four- or five-year investment. Uh, it's great to find those free agents, um, certainly from a, a cost-spending um, perspective. But you're making a real investment in that in that guy who you're taking in the first round and then in the second and third rounds as well. But, um, you know, with that fifth-year option on the first-year guys, you better do your homework and, and make sure you get those guys guys right um, from a character perspective and from a player perspective. <clears throat> Matt, I remember you saying last year uh, during the draft, I think it was after the, the second night of the draft, you know, you felt like you guys got faster. You got you know, three great athletes in those first three picks. I think you said something along the lines of, if you want to have a fast team, you better draft fast guys. How important is speed and continuing that trend for you guys moving forward as you continue to build your team? Yeah, I, I don't think you can be fast enough. Um, I don't think that there's a team in this league that's saying, oh, we got enough. Like, if they can get faster, they're going to get faster. Um, when you lose a fast guy, you say, that's a lot of speed we just lost. How are we going to replace that? So, um, look, we want to get tougher. We want to get faster. Sometimes you got to find that balance. Um, ideally, you find it in the same guy. It doesn't always happen that way. Uh, but you want to get faster, draft fast guys. You want to get bigger, stronger. You know, you, you, that's what you got to do. You can't really think that the guy's going to come in here and you're going to have a magic wand and all of a sudden you're going to make them faster um, or bigger or stronger. So, uh, you know, just really trying to get to know these players as, as well as we can and, and know what they're going to do and know what they are and not ask them to do things that they're not going to succeed at. Matt, is quarterback a position that you're, you're constantly looking at as you say it's so important? And, you know, how do you feel about the team's depth chart now yeah, somebody asked me, you know, a little bit ago, um, you know, we had a pretty good quarterback around here for a long time. I was an area scout. Nobody ever said, hey, like, don't worry about, you know, evaluating those quarterbacks. You know, don't worry about that guy at San Jose State. Uh, you know, don't don't worry about that guy at, you know, Miami. Um, we evaluate every position. Quarterback certainly a very important position, if not the most important position. Uh, you know, we went through it last year. Um, you know, we'd obviously drafted a guy the year before, drafted a guy last year, and that's just part of the, the competitive atmosphere that we have around here. And guys are going to, you know, thrive and come in here and compete if that's in their nature. Yeah, this is the highest you guys will draft since I think it's 2008. How does being at least in this range um, not change the process in terms of evaluation, but maybe conversations and as you play out scenarios in the coming days of what could happen if we're a little higher? Right, yeah, we were 15 two years ago, so got some experience kind of there. And um, look, every draft's different, and, you know, one position, there's some guys there, and then there might be a little bit more interest um, in people looking to come up. Um, but, you know, 14, we have a pretty good idea of what the interest is on, you know, being able to come up or being able to move back and what caliber players right there from just a couple of years ago. How much do you 
way expiring contracts for guys coming up. You know, looking at, for instance, there's Duggar, Leonard, there's uh, Josh Uche in 2023, after that, Judon 2024. I'm not saying those guys won't resign or anything, but as you get into these early picks and you have talented players, how much does that enter into your decision making on draft? Sure, be pretty short sighted if you didn't know what the player's contract situation was on your team. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's the possibility to re sign guys just like we were signed guys this year. And we lost guys this year, too. Um, that's the nature of the NFL. That's the nature of football, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL, it's constant change. So, you know, whether it was in college and you knew senior class was moving on, or you had a really talented player who might be leaving after his third year. You better start recruiting that position. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, here. You know, we have the, the possibility of retaining those players, unlike you did in college. Um, but, yeah, you, you keep it in your mind. And, you know, I think we got to know what all our players' contract situations are. Matt, when you look at a lot of the top teams across the NFL, they have multiple elite weapons. The Bengals have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. The Eagles have A.J. Brown and Clark Smith. The Dolphins have Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Do you guys feel like you've done enough, put enough around Mac Jones this offseason? Do you feel like your offense can be as a beat? Yeah, we're going to keep, you know, pushing and, and looking to try and um, get better at every position. And the guys that we have, I know, are, are working hard to, you know, try and, uh, you know, maximize their opportunities. And I know Mac's working hard, um, you know, and, and trying to do everything that he can to take advantage of his opportunities. Matt, a few years ago, uh, it was either in this press conference or maybe the first night of the draft, I remember Nick saying that he felt really good about the roster, that they could take the field in September with the roster as it was to play a game. What are your thoughts about the current composition of the roster, and, and how does that impact whether you're more likely to trade down or stay for the team? Yeah, I mean, that's also a function of what the board looks like. So you find that balance kind of with, is there a player who you think can come in and, and make that instant impact for you? Um, you know, certainly no team is complete right now. Uh, you know, we're got, got quite a few spots to fill to, to get to 90. Um, that's certainly more than what we'll be able to take to the first game. Uh, I feel better uh, having a few more months. Maybe Nick was ready to go to a game. Maybe Nick's ready to go to a game right now, but um, I'll take a couple more months to, to keep, you know, building the roster. and. Uh, you know, like it's always been said around here, we're, we're trying to trying to build a team, um, and that's certainly not going to be complete until we go through the draft. There were two interesting picks last year, both with the Cole Strange one um, from Tennessee Chattanooga, which was an eye widener just based upon what experts, uh, many experts thought mm -hmm. where he would go, and then Tyquan Thornton just didn't fit what we have always looked at as the, the measurables, skinny wrists, not the three-tone. Do you anticipate being as, this isn't fair to say, say a bit, random this year? I mean, the, the year before it was very chalk with Mac and Christian Barmore. It's, it's interesting to watch the way you guys work more in different years. Yeah, I don't know if it was just necessary um, necessarily last year. We're definitely trying to follow the model of find good football players. Uh, I definitely learned that lesson um, with Mike Onwenu. There weren't a lot of guards his size uh, on our roster. Um, you know, when we decided to select him, uh, it was really difficult for me uh, going into Michigan and, and evaluating Mike and.
kind of projecting him into our offense, given what we had typically played. Um, and Mike's come in here and, and been a good good player for us. So, you know, I, skinny wrists, like, I'll leave it to the, like, I'll leave that to you guys, measure their wrists. Tell me more about the Elundu thing. That's, in, that's interesting. So you came back and said, I really like this guy, even though he doesn't fit the suit? Well, it was certainly a process, and, you know, that's, um, you know, where, where Coach Belichick and, and the coaches come in and, and their vision for how we could use a player. Matt, from the, from the outside looking in, what you guys have done this offseason, basically swapping out Jacoby for Juju, you added Mike Kosicki. Um, on defense, you brought everybody back. From the outside looking in, it looks like the personnel department said the issue with the team last year was not personnel. You're basically running it back. Would you say that's fair to say? Uh, no, I think we're constantly evaluating every position. Um, look, I got to do a better job as a talent evaluator. Um, I would certainly not just say, oh, yeah, our personnel was good enough to be this or that. We were an eight and nine football team. That's, as the old saying goes, you are what you are. Um, and that's a losing record. And I think we got to get better across the board. And uh, one thing I know. Mr. Kraft, Coach Belichick, um, they're going to try and find the, the very best people, players. If they can find somebody better than me, they're going to find somebody better than me. So I would not say that as a personnel staff. We said, yeah, our personnel was good enough. Um, we got to try and improve in, in every way. And, you know, that starts with me. I got to try and improve and, and do a better job and um, identify the players that, you know, we think can help us win more games because we got to win more games. Matt, can you give How us a little insight? Take two more? Matt, can you give How us a little insight? Into, I'm sorry. How confident are you in what you guys have in the tackle position right now? We were able to, you know, add a couple players, um, able to uh, retain a, you know, a couple players, and um, you know, have have one holdover. So we've got um, some good veteran guys there. A little bit of versatility, left side, right side. Uh, you know, the question gets asked: What's the left tackle? Or what's the right tackle? They got to block the same guys. Defense doesn't tell us where they're going to line their guys up. So, um, you know, there's certainly a type you're looking for on the left and a type you're looking for on the right. But, I mean, schematically, they, they got to block the same guys, whether it's protection or the run game. So, um, got some good good guys there. Looking forward to working with them, see what we got in some of these uh, new guys, and, and go from there. Matt, can you just give us a little insight into the process, the draft day rules around the collaboration that goes on? behind the scenes when it's time to make a pick, how the communication goes, your role involved in that. I mean, does everything just get handed to Bill and Bill makes a pick? How does it work? Yeah, I, Coach is really good at asking questions. Um, you know, asking questions of, of myself, of, of Elliot Wolf. Um, you know, what we feel comfortable with, what we think we should do. And, you know, usually we work through a lot of those situations like we're doing right now. Um, you know, how we stack this position. Uh, all right, if we take this position in this round, how does that affect what we're going to take later on in the draft? So definitely a collaborative, um, you know, group that we have in there, and it's been great um, working together and, and trying to, like I said, um, you know, and evaluating the players. Uh, eventually, you got to make that pick, which is a little bit different than evaluating players. But when we've got a consensus on that. Um, that's when you feel pretty good about things and been fortunate that, you know, we've we've had those kinds of feelings here, um, at least early on here uh, in the past couple of drafts when, when I've been a part of things. All right, guys.
Right. Good luck to the Celtics and Bruins. Um, I'll give one other message uh, early. Happy birthday to the uh, head coach and general manager of of the uh, of my family. So, <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.